Welcome to Ford Ram and Gold. We were going to take 12 seconds of silence to respect the great goat, but a lot can happen in that time, like a untimely draw play or a defense completely letting down the heroic quarterback. So grab a glass, put the game on mute and take a listen. Let's do this. Welcome to Fort Ram and Goal. We are back at it today. We are about one week away from the big game, and we're so pumped. We're going to get into that. I'm going to introduce you to my good friend here, Dick. What's up, Dick? Pump it up, dude. I am so excited to be here tonight, man. It's been a while since we recorded. Um, A lot's happened. A lot's going to happen. We got stuff on the books, but as you said, dude, Super Bowl weekend is not too far away, and I could not be more ready to get into the beer the Brats, and the Brady News. Let's do I it. I love it. What else are we getting into tonight, Nick? Uh, so we also got lined up so we find some more Bs here, if I can do it. But just sports headlines, man. Um, there's been some cool stuff happening, specifically in the college ranks, also the NFL coaching carousel, so we'll get into that as well. Um, but the Super Bowl, Super Bowl special is here, and we'll talk about the predictions, the storylines, who we're pulling for and why, and then possibly make some bets. Awesome. I'm loving it. Uh, we also get some... We're going to we're gonna do it all. Maybe two seconds of college basketball. We're going to talk uniforms. We're going to dive into all of that. Um, we've been putting some things on Instagram lately. We've been getting into it. Dick, if you can talk about the other things that we've been doing on social media, where and when you can find that out. All right. Appreciate that, Kurt. Yeah, so centralized place, uh, fortramandgoal.com. That's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L.com. Uh, we got Instagram. We also have a Twitter. Don't really do a whole lot there, but... Uh, Ultimately, you can really catch us on the Instagram as well as Facebook um, and make sure that you're telling your friends about us. And don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, whatever you do on specific plas- platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, CastBox, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, we are there as well. So make sure to search and like and subscribe to us on YouTube. So YouTube is one of our newer channels and we're coming at you right there. We just dropped our episode 40, huge milestone for the podcast. And if you have any questions or you want to contact us, don't hesitate to reach out to us directly at 4-T-H-T-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L at gmail.com. That's our email address. But before we get into anything super crazy, wild, anything like that, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. So, Kurt, let's hit you first, man. What's in your glass? Thank you, sir. Always a phenomenal job with that. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about what I'm going to be drinking tonight or what I've been drinking? I think we both drank a little a uh, bit of some uh, brewskis before we got on tonight. Yeah, man. I just posted a new Insta shot of the Hoppin' Frog uh, the morning after. I love the way they they name this stuff. 16.65 ABV, like little tiny beer, man. But I tell you what, it only takes one good one to get you going. So, and holy cow, 16.5. That's uh, no, 6.5. 6.5 six is more. Oh, 6.5. Yeah. Not 16.5. 16.65. Oh, okay. 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 That's what I thought. Uh, I'm a can sucker. You know me. So I saw that um, Carbach just released that. That's why I sent you a picture of, right? Carbach? Carbach. Yeah. Uh, the Clutch City Houston Rockets version. Anything with the H, you know, I'm going to buy. Um, so I grabbed that and I drank that after work probably in about a minute. So refreshing. Just so good when it hits your lips. But yeah, that's how I started pre-gaming. Did a little pasta. Did yeah. a little uh, butter chardonnay. That was my second go-around. Look at you. Right. 
with the Texas toast, you got to keep it classy. Five cheeses. Nice. Uh, yeah. So now we're into this. And now I will tell you what I'm drinking. And I I went in, I believe it was what, last week? And I was like, you know what? I deserve a good bottle tonight. I deserve a good bottle. And now we're just all over the place because we're do- we were doing the scotch. We did Texas whiskeys last year. And now I'm on my second week of doing a Texas whiskey again. But I went ahead and I grabbed one of your favorites that I had not tried. Still Austin Castrate. I think is, we've had this stuff about enough. Like, throw a little sponsor if you guys, you know. I think you had to rename it last night, though, right? I did, but we will talk about that in a little bit. Uh, still Austin, of course, made in Austin. You've been to the distillery. I have not. I want to. Uh, aged at least two years. And yeah, uh, eight, uh, 118 is the proof. And as you can see, once again, by the look on the bottle, now this does have a lot to do with last night, but there is quite a bit gone. And I actually had a good couple pours with a buddy last week. He enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to give you my thoughts and overall tasting and nosing notes on that. So, my friend, what do you have in your glass tonight? So I'm going to kick it TX style with you as well. Um, I actually did pick up that TX bourbon that you recommended on our last show not a bad, not a bad choice, man. Not a bad recommendation. Um, actually, pretty much enjoyed it. Now, remind me, you had not had. Were you like me, where you hadn't had it in a while, or had you never had it? So and I, did you get the bourbon or the blended? I had had the TX blended before. Um, I'd got that like two, three years ago, or something like that. Is brought to me. Um, really, before I think I really enjoyed TX or Texas whiskey in general. I drank the whole bottle, um, but now I picked up the TX bourbon. And you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. Um, I've started Yellowstone. Thanks to you. Um, ah, finally man. into season four. Have not picked up the TX bourbon reference, though, but they've drinking everything else there. Um, but I'm, I'm patiently waiting. I think I'm only like episode three of season four. So I don't think we're quite there yet. Have you picked up a Carhartt jacket since you've started watching Yellowstone? Bro, I've had a Carhartt jacket since I was 15. Same. Okay, maybe not. Maybe like five years, but... I've had the beanie for one, so I'm legit. I All do right. need a car or a beanie. They are so comfy, but go for it. Lay into uh, what you got for me tonight. So what I did is I took the wife. We had an opportunity to go see uh, an amazing t- comedian, Tom Segura. If you don't listen to Two Bears, One K, please do. Um, and Tom Segura. And then we're seeing Bert come back when he comes back l- later this spring early summertime frame to San Antonio. So it's cool to see Tom. Um, but before that, I've been wanting to go down to Maverick again. Like I really do enjoy their restaurant, their whiskey, their beer game is actually probably one of the best in town. Um, they just don't bottle and distribute, but it's only you can get it there on, on tap. So I went down there. We had a great, great uh, appetizer lineup, some charcuterie, some, uh, I believe it was goat cheese, a bunch of other awesome stuff, some great wings. And while I was there, uh, I have not been able to find their barrel-proof bourbon. I've been able to try it when we've gone on the special you know, VIP tours, but they just recently started bottling it about, I think, three to four months ago. So I did pick up one of their Maverick Whiskey's bourbon barrel-proof editions. It's 114 proof. It's, it's aged right about two years, and I am, super a- I am super eager to go ahead and review it on the show tonight. Nice. I'm going to have to ask you a very important question at the end of this episode, but I'll wait. Um, I I shared some geeky uh, news with you having to 
do with that this weekend. You want to nerd out for a little bit? And you know me. So you have, we've had an episode. You have to go back. That was episode what? 20 something. Uh, so there's a episode from the first time that Dick went to the distillery and gave the whole history of Maverick whiskey, cool Texas whiskey stuff. Definitely check it out. If you want to, or go check out the distillery. Episode 30. Episode 30. And I am reading a book that I went down. What I'll say is the Rogan hole. Uh, a oh, while no. back, a while back, in a great episode with the author of this book, Empire of the Summer Moon. Okay, I've been listening to it for a while now. It's the story of Kiwana Parker and the Comanches, dude. Woo, you want to talk about savage, dude? Okay, yes, I knew they were savage, but like from the first couple pages, it's like holy cow, rough. I that's all I'm going to say. Rough. Um, the Comanche were the ones who like coined the scalping term correct scalping is first base compared to like <laughs> i would have taken the scalp and like okay let's call it a day <laughs> let's do it uh it's rough but there is an interesting part where they bring up mary maverick's name i won't give a lot of weight you know in reference to a i mean it's history it's not a fictional tale so well it, it has a lot to do with san antonio actually and the council house fight of 1830, 1838, 40, something in that time. Um, there's the plaque there still in San Antonio. Maybe you'll go check that out. Yeah, maybe. Um, but Mary Maverick, wife of Samuel Maverick, who that delicious whiskey that you are drinking tonight isn't named after. Mm -hmm. uh, story of her kind of taking care of a, a girl that was, you know, just tortured. And then you can read the rest of the stuff. But just I was like, whoa. Mary Maverick, wife of Samuel Maverick, favorite whiskey of Dick. Got it. All right. So it all tied together. Anyway, it was she was actually the mother of the first Anglo child born in Bear County. Really? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then you were telling me that the distillery was 200 yards away yeah. from her where the house was. Yeah. When you go do the VIP tour, it's one of the things they talk about. Dan uh, down at Maverick Whiskey does this amazing VIP tour, but he gives you this history lesson. There's this awesome old photo and he's like, here's the house. Here's about where we're standing right now in the middle of what used to be the old bank, Jefferson Bank, and now is the Maverick Distillery. So yeah, man. And I mean, it's 300 yards away from the Alamo. It's right there. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get over there and check that place out. Uh, but anyway, that's enough nerding out with you. Um, let's say we get into these headlines, my friends. Let's do it. Let's get into that second dram. There we go. All right. So, Kurt, I got to ask you before we do anything else. I mean, it is the day after. It's Groundhog Day, man. It's again and again and again. If I'm <clears> you, <throat> I want to live this day over and over and over. How do you feel last night over that ass kicking that Tech gave Texas, man? It was a great homecoming. I believe my quote was 10 months ago on this show that we accidentally deleted because we were so drunk at that point and I had been motions all over the place. I said it and I will say it again with Mark Adams, with Mark Adams, we going to be all right. And we were, we were last night. That was, oh man. I, I don't know. I can't talk about it. It was the atmosphere on TV to have been there. Ric Flair, woo, walking in, fresh off his divorce, woo, like 
it, it was it was a scene. And those fans who, as a tech person who has said we we do have a we do do some rowdy things at times. You've got a wild side up there. They kept it together. And anybody that's like, well, there was the FU, FTEC. Uh, I'm sorry. That is what happens when you have a program that's called a hostile environment in college basketball. Uh, that's what happens when the teams care about their programs in basketball and get emotional. Yeah. Have you never been to a Bama LSU game? Well, and <laughs> the game before that on TV, it was Maryland versus Michigan State. It's like one third of the crowd at the Tech game, and they're screaming, fuck Tom Izzo, which got. What's wrong with Tom Izzo? He's Tom Izzo. So it's just one of those things. So that, you know, uh, it was great, though. I had to cover, you know, I love still Austin. We love it. But I did have to cover the Austin and put another sticker over it. And for one night and one night only, this bottle was still Lubbock. Okay. And it was delicious. And I stayed, I stood up the whole time watching the game. I was tense. And it, it wasn't an ass kicking. It was, it was, it was a pretty good game. Texas got it down to six. I was worried about the emotions getting the best of tech, but it, it worked in their favor. That crowd was awesome. Mark Adams is awesome. Um, you know, Chris Beard, you'll have a special place in my heart, but we're going to be all right. So, yeah, it was a good night. I thought it was a great top 25 matchup. Every time I watched the game, I was watching Yellowstone pop it in, pop it out. Um, it was, it was, dude, tech was handling them. I mean, they were up by more than 13 at one point. It was like 16 when I popped in at like like seven minutes or six minutes left in the fourth or yeah. the second half. Um, I thought Throwback they were handling were legit. I, yeah, I thought they were doing their work. Um, yeah, and, and actually there was a lot today on the news. Like this, those atmospheres, those rivalries like Bama and Auburn were playing at the same time. And Bruce Pearl's like, you know, imitating Alabama after the game. Like this is good shit for college basketball. For sure. Like this hate is awesome. I enjoyed it. There are going to be the fuddy duddies that are like, oh, they're cussing. Let's don't go to the game. Talk, put it on mute. Grab a glass. Take a listen. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't go outside. Um, <laughs> I mean, AM dropped your fifth straight. So I don't really want to talk about that. Um, let's talk about another thing that happened, though. We had this huge announcement that I don't <laughs> think anybody, I don't think anybody predicted Kirk did. <laughs> um, dude, Washington announced their new awesome name. I mean, no. Let's go commando. All right. The I, Washington... I, thought it, I thought it was communist. Somebody's, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Commie, yeah. I don't. So I've had about, this was released, like one of the first things I saw this morning. So I've had almost a full day to process You, you woke this. me up by texting me that. Well, I had said somebody had leaked commanders a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, God, I hope this isn't real. I thought, well, maybe the uniform will be cool. No, whack. You had two years. You had a lot of paid people. You had apparently lots of studies to get this right. The Cleveland Guardians did a better job in about four or five months' time than you did in two years. I thought the Cleveland Guardians. Okay. I had to remove myself from the situation because I was... I wasn't, I'm not a, I was not a Cleveland Indians fan. As I said, I said, I was a major league movie fan. I love the hat. I had very little investment in the Cleveland Indians. So I had to watch it as, you know, outside and talk about a fan and thought guardians, 
cool, different, the bridge. I hate this. And I'm not even a Washington. I have no association except for like the passion we had for Sean Taylor going up as every other football fan did. Like, this is bad. That's bad. So bad. The commanders. You had two years. Commanders. In your uniforms. You said, let's put some lines on the W from the football team logo. Let's roll with it. That'll do. So two takes on this. I'm fine. One, 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 they took the path of least resistance from a, um, anybody that bought a Washington football team. No, no resistance. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like literally you didn't change anything enough where someone that bought a Washington football team thing would be like, Oh, I feel gypped. I want a refund. They were, they, this is a complete money play for them. This is the least fiscally impactful. If you bought a Washington football club, but jersey. people did. Um, but they, they impacted themselves the least fiscally. This, this was the path of least financial resistance. That's the way I'd put it. My favorite take on this, though, isn't anything anybody said today, but it was a tweet I saw of an interview that Chase Young did like six months back or something like that. And they were going through possible names and they came to commanders and he was like, F. <laughs> Instantly. Everybody said as soon as like they even had fans like trying to work with it and it was so cringeworthy. Like there's videos like let's go commanders. <laughs> I don't know. They should just use it doesn't the even mascot. roll off the tongue. <laughs> like what was that? They they should just use like their mascot should be the toy from Toy Soldiers that Tommy Lee Jones did the voice for in the movie from the 90s. Like it was so bad. Or or the green army man from Toy Story. Yeah, something like this was <laughs> and then it was like oh we ran into obstacles with red wolves you're a professional football team pay somebody pay somebody please <laughs> like the guardians uh, got sued within like their first week by a roller hockey team roller derby team they took care of it you could have taken care of it i'm so mad because you know how like i get about uniforms and logos Seattle Kraken, fucking nailed, nailed it. it. Great, awesome. You know, Guardians, eh? Like, but the oh, oh, oh! Did you see what the Sugarland Skeeters, the Houston Astros minor league organization, changed their name to and hit a home fucking run? No, they are now the Sugarland Space Cowboys. And their uniforms, their uniforms and their hats. A, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to get one now. A who doesn't love the movie Space Cowboys? And I feel like they just like, like hey, let's go with Space Cowboys. Do Is we it, need to put a committee together? Do we need to survey people? Oh, they said survey Washington. says kicks ass. Let's do that. Washington. Wow, we could we were running into obstacles with the we're with the Red Wolves because the University of Arkansas State already had like aren't they Pine Wolves or some shit? No, they're the Red Wolves. Oh, Pine Bluff. There's a Pine me, Bluff something. You're telling me you couldn't fork over something to use the name? And there's I think there what was the other one that the, it's there's similar. This was an ESPN article that was going through the process. There's already a Timberwolves. Uh, what? Like, dude, the Seattle Seahawks paid AM a royalty on the 12th man thing. Like, just do that. Like, whatever. And that was a fucking slogan. But red tails, red wings, fucking, what was it? Well, not the, the red the, wings, but red the, tails was good. Red tails, red wolves, sentinels. Sentinels, like, that's what was my vote. I never thought that like 
football club would com- compete with anything other than maybe commanders. And then the uniforms. Oh, God, there was so much potential. So much potential. I didn't think that Pigpen was going to be that. Like, that was that would have been better. That would have been better. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> moving on. All right, moving on. Let me, let me get you on another hot topic here. Coaching carousel. Um, we're not going to do a whole segment tonight, but got a couple things here that we I told spell. you so. So Jim Harbaugh, literally, literally I four hours ago, so. literally four hours ago, it seemed like he was taking Dick the Vikings. Dick sucks. Out. He really, really sucks. I had it in the bag. Told Kurt, told you so. And he's like, you did, you did. And then as we start recording, literally, there are tweets or there are Reddit posts, sources saying that Harbaugh has called Michigan and said, despite interviewing, he's still going to come back. I, I called Jimmy. I said two words. Unfinished business. And he said, you're right. And then it was released. Yeah. No. Uh, got closer than I thought. I did not think he was going to be with the Minnesota Vikings, even though after further consideration, it did make quite a bit of sense. I thought definitely maybe Las Vegas, but I was not expecting that. And then his connections in Miami, I was not expecting Minnesota to be the team that almost made you right and me wrong for once. Uh, but at the end of the day, Helen Mond is a hell of a talent, dude. That's what is drawn in there. Mm. Uh, so, bigger story. Yeah. So, so, so Haba is staying at Michigan. And at the end of the day, Kurt, one, Dick, none. Okay. Ditka. Have you been seeing Ditka's like tweet game lately? No. I'm pretty sure he Dude, hired someone, though. I don't know. Check it out. He's, he's ruthless. <laughs> he's ruthless. Why somebody would he not like, be ruthless? Somebody like complimented him today or something. He, he wrote right back. Cool. I'm still not adding you, like following you. <laughs> Just brutal. Uh, yeah. What else we got? What else we got in the coaching world? And I think like the, the story that's going to keep developing, we'll probably keep talking about this as it kind of goes along track, but the Brian Flores now saga. I mean, it has become a saga, not just why was he fired? Where is he going to land? But the whole giant situation, NFL class auction lawsuit, Bill Belichick, apparently old man texting, like, dude, get your shit right. Such an old man mistake. Such a, what do I press? Idiot. Well, what do I, I'm trying to protect Brian, but apparently this is, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Oh. So, so we're not going to break down the whole story tonight, but Brian Flores, I mean, he deserves a job. We already talked about that. Um, but there's just, oh, there's a whole shitload of future stories that are going to happen. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on this before it kind of, it's going to com- continue to unravel. We'll learn more, but... Uh, oh, there's so much to dig there. There's, there's but, a lot of speculation happening. What I'll say with good for Brian Flores. Agreed. Um, I hope it works out and I hope he ends up like his goal of this is accomplished. I will say that um, it does, you know, he's also doing it at a time where he still has opportunity out there. And he's, he's said today that, you know, I would love those opportunities. I would take those opportunities, but this suit will continue no matter what. So good for him because, you know, there are teams that who knows, they could say, hey, this is a distraction. You know, good for him for 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 doing what he's doing, and I hope it works out for him. And that's that's where I'll leave that. I mean, I would love it if my boss offered me $100,000 to suck in my job week after week. I would do that daily. I do that daily. I just need the $100,000. <laughs> 
That'd be great. If you could do that, that'd be great. If anybody's listening and you wonder why your Amazon packages don't get there on time, it's because of me. I should be getting paid $100,000 a day. Uh, That's great. All right. So college football, uh, Williams finally landed to USC, completely overshadowed by what we're going to talk about later. But I'm glad he's going to be reunited, I guess. Do I go back to Norman, Oklahoma, or do I go to Los Angeles, California, where I can now make NIL deals and live like the Beach Boys? (laughs) Moving on. No shit. And then I got to give myself a shout out because we've lost five straight. And officially has the number one recruiting class of all time as of National Signing Day today. So um, that obviously puts me over the moon. Talking to my wife, she's like, that's great. It's great news. And I said, it's great. Pressure's on now because if we don't win in the next four years, we're not going to win ever. Like, you, they're not, it's just not going to happen. Like, the next four years is crucial. Yeah, uh, they they have put together a hell of a class. Um, you know, half Bama, of those guys will transfer somewhere. You know, I, I haven't looked. Is is Bama been pretty consistent over the last couple of years? Like as number one, or is Bama it- had the number one over recruiting overall ever recruiting class last year, and they're number two this year. Okay, but yes, well, they've they've been in the top two or three every year for the last like ten years. Okay, so this is definitely a good start. Sure. A&M should Long be putting some consistency together. You know, the AM brand is to become, you know, cooler and not just to you cult followers, to the, you know, others like that, that, you know, it, it's becoming a cooler thing. Jimbo's putting his edge on it, and I can I can appreciate that. Would it be cool if I got a brand on my chest like the Yellowstone, but for like AM? As I said, uh, expanding past the cult following, it's becoming cooler. Let's not ruin it. All right. Hopefully he can sustain it a little bit longer than Johnny did. Hopefully he can spend the money more wisely and hopefully he can keep the antics too on the field. But uh, like I said, I will applaud them. And uh, yeah, I think Kiffin's are a little pissed about the situation and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but like Saban needs to shut the fuck up. Because there's no way in hell. Oh, I wasn't going to bring this up. There's no way in hell. If you want to talk about somebody who's mad. That he gets to sit on his fucking high horse just because AM has more money. Okay, but did you see Jimbo? Jimbo was a little upset about those. Oh, Jimbo was mad. I mean, what? Jimbo. How could you not be? I mean, it's a pot. Dude, it's the recruiting class in the country. It's a pot calling the kettle black. But, 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 Dick. You know these are all mind games, and them seeing Jimbo lose his shit is exactly what they like. Nah, God, well, I tell you, God, that is this is unacceptable. Like, hey, I tell you what, it just exactly it, it, what it they solidif- wanted. It solidifies the fact that Nick Saban is a Sith Lord, and that's that's all there is to it. Mind games, total. Yeah. And then you got, and then you get a Kiffin poking in the bear. Come on, that's like the little kid from the movie. A league of our own. Nah, nah, nah. That's come on. He's classic, that kid. And you're letting him do that to you? Anyway, I wasn't gonna bring that up. But we did. I did for you. All, All right. right. Let's get into the nose of this thing, man. So I'm gonna go first. I've been thinking about this a lot. This is like brown sugar, maple. A little grassiness, but it's just so sweet. So sweet. And a lot of that has to do with the different like corn that they're using. I know like this mash bill is all like Texas corn, but there's no funk. There's no funk. It's like I've asked this this before and I apologize that I don't remember. 
Mavericks all in house or any outside stuff? So they buy all of their uh, all of their corn. They don't grow their own, but it's all Texas corn. No, I mean like we're not doing any like MGP stuff. This no, is all this in-house. is all this is all pure distilled tray from. They do their own uh, agave. They do their own gin, their own vodka, their own. I mean, they do they have like seven distillates and then like on regular tap six beers. So what about you? So once again, this was not similar to other Texas whiskeys with the Texas funk, which makes me think they're doing their own thing over there. We've got the funk. This was the great Redwood versus what did you say? I had said Redwood and you're like, it's not Redwood. Cedar. Cedar. And I was like, "Mm, the the coin box used to have back in the day that you liked. Yeah. Coin box that it was red. So it was red wood. Um, that cedar is there again, but this time it smells like here comes classic Kurt giving you a visual. Take that cedar box, and before you lay something in it, nice and gently, take a bed of mint leaves and soften that box. So then you can take that little baby goat and just put it on top of that bed of mint leaves in the cedar box. Sorry, I'm just being very Austin-y right now because the lady's holding a uh, her hair. I thought she had a guitar. Does she have a guitar in the other one? That's no, the musician. That's the musician, yes. Okay, so no goat. No. But you know who was a goat? Tom Brady. We'll be talking about him in just a second, so stay with us shortly. Okay, so we have a cedar box lined with mint and brown sugar sprinkled on it. Oh, this nose is good, my friend. Telling you, man. Oh, damn it. I, it's hard to hate Austin. I mean, unless you're a tech fan. Yeah, that's true. It smells like James Franklin. I thought you were going to say James Franco, but <laughs> I'm glad James. she's Franklin. James Franklin, who's probably a distant relative of Aaron Franklin, right? Because he's the barbecue guy. Yeah, James Franklin is the football coach. Yeah, yeah. So James Franklin was hanging out at Aaron Franklin's establishment. And Aaron Franklin picked this wood personally. Oh, it's so good. Okay, lay in the plane, buddy. I'm sorry. You know, Give it a grade. get on the plane, Mark Adams. Chris Beard got on the plane. All right, so here we go. I'm going to give this. I thought that was a Kiffin joke at first. This is a A minus. This is good stuff. What about you? Dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm so glad you're hitting that because I love Still Austin. I really do. Um, this is, God, it's fucking sweet. It is heavy. All the sweet flavors. Honey, maple syrup, I don't, brown sugar, all that shit. I'm going to say B+. Plus. It's almost it too overwhelming at times. Scary how much we are getting into Texas whiskey. I mean, we're Texas boys. We love our state as it is. And Kentucky was the only thing that kind of took us away from that. I think it's bringing us back home. But anyway, it's time to take this dram to the station, if you know what I mean. Third dram. I don't know what you mean by that, but uh, yeah. You've been watching Yellowstone. Oh. Oh, you're not a fan. You're not, you're not there yet. You're you not said, at my level. No, I, I am. But you said... The train, you said the station. I think train station. So, that's oh, no, I was talking about the depot station. I don't, I don't know. What is that? Is that what it's called when you go to the base and they have that stuff? Is it the depot station? 
the Weapon Depot? No, where you buy all the liquor for cheaper and stuff. Oh no, the classics. Ah uh, yes, class. Oh, classics. The classic. Got it. Okay. All right. So, cue the Super Bowl music. I'll Let's try. do our Super Bowl special, special, special. Predictions, storylines, halftime. Who are we pulling for? Bets. It all starts right now. Let's do it. All right. So predictions, good sir. I think that's where we should probably start. Let's go ahead. Nope. All right. I don't want to just do predictions. Let's keep predictions and let's go in order. Let's go storylines, halftime. Who are we pulling for? And then predictions. Producers, can you go ahead and set that up for us? Thank you. All right. As our producers fix that for us. Definitely not Dick typing it in himself. So before we get to the Super Bowl itself, holy shit. Was that divisional round not the greatest weekend of football that's ever happened in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, it? I mean yeah. it kept me entertained. I, thank you. Thank you for that divisional round. Everybody was a part of it. It kept me entertained while sitting at a airport bar for six hours waiting for my flight. Um, I don't know how I would have made it through. I don't know how I would have made it through. And then to Tacos get home and steaks. Dude, no way. I'm not, paying, you, I'm, not, I'm not paying airport steak prices. You fucking get it. That's, that's what you do. You do cocktails in the state when you ever have a hang, like a layover hangovers too. But yes, a layover more <laughs> than two hours. Oh no, dude, this was a six hour. Got to the airport early because my, uh, my partner in crime had to catch a flight way earlier than me. Nice. Anyway, so continue. Where were you on this wonderful layover? Were you with the nice people of the city of Phoenix? Phoenix. Oh. Yeah. That is a friendly batch to be around, isn't it? I mean, yeah, there's definitely some batches there, um, but no, it's a good, good group. Good group. Uh, got to sit down, have some good food. Uh, quite a few uh, Goose Island IPAs. So they got me a little buzzing before my flight. No complaint there. Um, not familiar Goose Island. It's pretty solid beer. Um, Indian style most of the time, right? No. Will they do the Indian pale ales? And I don't know. I don't think so. I just always have their IPA. Anyway. Oh. Point of it is, yes, it was a fucking amazing divisional round. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, hands down, like the memes about can we just cancel the playoffs and watch the Chiefs play, Chiefs and Bills play seven more times? Like that, that should have been it. I mean, that was, that was Super it Bowl. until you got the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, that was a. Oof. Did Mahomes, like, does his ego take a hit? Like, does his legend take a hit? I think so. Um, I think it's unfortunate, but yeah, I think you have to start asking yourself who's the best quarterback in the AFC right now. Um, and I don't it, think. No, we'll save that. We'll save that. Okay, but I, fair. But I want. I just want to say his name one time, Joe Burr. That was me being cold because he's ice. Um, okay, so let's go the other way. Garoppolo, see, have a nice life. Yes. I've been saying for years Garoppolo's fucking trash. The only reason that they were even won as much as they were they did is because of Debo Samuel. Without Debo, they don't even make the playoffs. Was Debo Samuel on the team that went to the Super Bowl? No. Okay. So who got him to that Super Bowl? And who was a five-yard pass away from being a Super Bowl champion like the likes of Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson? You just made my case for me. Those are both trash quarterbacks. But they have Super Bowls. <clears throat> Does not change the fact they're trash quarterbacks. 
I know. I was just trying to put up a little fight for Jimmy. Just some respect. He's out the door. He's gone. Sorry, buddy. But I don't even know where you're going to go. I don't even think you're going to be a starter next year. I don't either. Like, it's not possible. There's too many good quarterbacks in the, in the on the market right now. You just, and, you, and you have a good. became Brock Osweiler without being as bad as Brock Osweiler. Uh, he had more luck than Brock. I don't know about that, but uh, I mean, I'd rather take a retired Jay Cutler than fucking Garoppolo right now. Whoa. Don't talk about the greatest cigarette smoker of all time. I'm not. I'm Uh, saying I'd rather have it. So any shockers, the Rams beating the Bucks was not a shock. Was the Bengals beating the Chiefs as big of a shock as everyone was making it out to be? Or were you kind of like, I could see that happening because they beat them a couple weeks ago. Exactly. You saw him do it. You saw him do it a couple weeks ago. I think start of the year, it's a huge, huge shock. Um, I think the Bengals got good at the time of the year when they had to get good. You, you typically see these teams go on runs like the last six weeks when they start putting shit together, they're in sync going into the playoffs. It's so, so momentous. You can have every superstar on your team, but if you guys are not in sync. Unless your quarterback's Jimmy Garoppolo. Evo Samuel. That was their quarterback. I, I It was consistent with the rest of the year. It was like when the Chiefs offense was on, it was on. Mm-hmm. But when they were off, it was like it was just inconsistent and bad. And that's what happened. Like it just a completely different. Aggressive, aggressive to. That's it. No, I think you nailed on the head right there. Because I really think that the Chiefs at times this year, especially in that the Cincy game, they went from being in fucking sync in motion, not scared of shit, to being scared of losing. And I think with the, the Bills game, they, they were like, we have nothing to lose. End of the game. Let's go win this bitch. But when you're Patrick Mahomes, that you are the highest paid NFL player ever, you have a weight on your shoulders. You're like, shit, I don't want to lose. And at times when you play timid, when you're afraid to lose, you don't win. And that's what I think is going on. That, that's where I'm at. It's not that they don't have the weapons. It's that I think that they are like, fuck, we have so much expectations. Since they had no expectations, they have no expectations going to the Super Bowl. They're four and a half point underdogs. That's what made them scary. Yeah, exactly. I agree. No, I agree. I think Pat does take kind of a hit there. Um, we'll see. You know, it kind of just kind of depends on what he does from here on out. Burroughs. Similar path, man. I mean, second year kind of goes back to what I'm saying. These dudes that are going to be dudes as quarterbacks, they do it quick and they do it fast. It's it's, it's not often that they sit around for a couple of years or it's not often that they get a try at first and then they get like so much better. I mean, these guys are doing it and they're doing it quick. And and, and the other guy that should have been in that game, Josh Allen, is another, you know, yep, prime example with that. I mean, these guys are starting and you know they're going to be good from the get-go. So it's hard when you kind of say, well, what about this guy that's, you know, sat around for two years or this guy that he's going to get better, he's going to get better. Like, my the verdict's going to be out on Zach Wilson. He didn't have the greatest start. Nope. We'll see what happens to Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Trey um, Lance. Trey Lance, yeah, he kind of had a very small sample. That kind of goes to, like, Mahomes sat his entire first year. Yeah. Trey Lance kind of got two starts, so we'll see. Um but He's got to yeah. be your starter next year, though, right? Trey Lance. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. You invested that pick in him. He's going to be that guy. It's the same thing that kind of like put it this way. The Packers in that same draft, if I'm not mistaken, put like the 20 something pick into 
love and Rodgers has said you picked him for a reason. So yes, I absolutely with that second or third pick, he's their future. Um, but to the game itself, mm-hmm. we have the Los Angeles Rams. Did I say St. Louis earlier? Same team. Same team. Same concept. Who gives a shit? Nobody noticed. Um, we have the St. Louis Rams against Joe Burr. Burr. Cold as ice. Cincinnati Bengals. Playing at home. You have the Rams playing at home. Isn't for, that crazy? It's only the second time ever, and it's happened in back-to-back seasons. Yeah, very weird. Somebody should have made a bet on that. There you probably know. was a bet on that. Um, uniforms are a big storyline for me. The Rams are obviously going to have a big edge on that. Cincinnati came out today. They'll be wearing the black jerseys. Classy, Ooh. classy. Um, Wait, so are we going to have black on – are the Rams going to wear the wall white or the uh, blue? They better wear the wall white because if they wear that Tide commercial thing where, like, that just jersey didn't get washed enough, I'm going to be very, very upset. What if they pulled out, like, an alternate all yellow with blue accents? Mm, I like the way you're thinking there, but I think it'll be – if maybe – I don't even know if you could do blue I just, black. I just like color and color jerseys, man. Like, I don't like when one team wears white. Just don't. Well, they did that. Remember when they did the red bills against the green jets? Like, colorblind people were losing I love it. shit. I love it. Like, yeah, uh, I don't think they'll do that. But um, I'm assuming it'll be white Rams jerseys against black Bengals jerseys. And that's just the shit we're going to talk about because we're that pumped up about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Stafford's a storyline. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, Detroit. Why did you do that, poor guy? For 12 seasons, that poor Texas kid, he did that to him. This is your fault. And he still may get a chance to ride off to the sunset against Joe Cool. I don't know if there's ever been a guy as cool as Joe Burr. I just love the fact that we're seeing, like, we live in an age right now where MySpace was around when these guys were in high school and, like, early days of Facebook. And so we have all the social media posts of them just like posting bathroom selfies or like the total douchebag look back in the day. So you're getting like Joe Burrow wearing his tight ass shirt and like and and uh, Stafford with the pop collars with the solo cup like that didn't happen 10 years ago. You didn't have those pictures of those kids growing up. And that's who you're. That's your quarterback matchup. Is. I love it. Several pictures of me like that floating. Around. That's what I'm saying. Like those are our guys. Those are us back in the day. If we would have made something of ourselves. Yes. Then they'd have those pictures. Still working on that. There's still a possibility of that. Uh, yeah. All right. So, all right. Hey, Kurt Warner, calm down. All right. I can stock pretty damn good. Like I said, I throw some toilet paper real good. I am the reason your Amazon package does not get there on time. Um, great, great matchup. Uh, we all kind of had the Bengals there at the beginning of the year, right? Right. Yes, sir. We did. Damn, that was a hell of a turnaround. And the Rams, I did at the very beginning of the year. I don't think I predicted it a couple weeks ago, but I did predict at the beginning of the year that we were going to get a rematch of that famous Chiefs versus Rams game from a couple years ago where there was over 100 points on the board. So I was halfway there. Uh, I did week three kind of think, man, who's going to stop the Rams? And then the season kind of worked its way out. Uh, So I am not surprised they are there at all. If you told me you bet on the Bengals at the beginning of the year, you would have to show me that betting slip because there's no way in hell I believe that, uh, except for that guy in Cincinnati. Mattress Mac. Apparently you said there are such things as Bengals fans. Apparently they do exist. I was not aware of that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great storyline. But 
we do know that about 70%, possibly higher, I wouldn't bet the under on that, will be watching the Super Bowl simply because it's our time. Your 80s babies, your 90s babies, that halftime show, not even 90s babies. Nope, I take it back. You can't go. We will be watching that halftime show. I'm going to put my hat on. I'm going to tilt it to the side a little bit. Sag your pants just a little pants bit. Pants down just a little bit. I'm going to wear a pair of jeans without a belt. I may keep the wife beater on. I don't know. Hey, I'm busting I, out. I'm busting out the Timberlands for this man. Yep. That halftime show is going to be probably the greatest halftime show. It doesn't. History. It doesn't. Even, if they do half a good a job as what I want them to do, I'll still be satisfied because, for God's sakes, we're finally seeing some artists that we give a shit about. The only thing that I could see possibly like that is so much greatness on the stage. Like they've got to control it. It's got to oh, yeah. be like, is it going to be a minute and a half of Snoop and then boom, Dre jumps on the stage? Are they all going to be on one? Is it going to be beautiful? Like, what is it? What's the word? What's the word? Sequencing all at once? Or is it going to be just chaotic? Or they transition. They transition. So it starts with M and Dre, goes straight Dre, then goes to uh, Dre and Snoop. You know, Mary J. Blige drops in there a little bit. Like, it could be. Ah, see, you're doing what everyone else is doing. You're forgetting who I'm very excited for Kendrick Lamar. I've seen him in concert. The dude is a great on my list. So do you, but they don't have songs with each other that I'm aware of. And I could be wrong, but like Kendrick Lamar could open it up. I am okay. Good. I'm happy that I'm wrong. But they, that's what I'm saying. They could weave it all together with the artists and it could be beautiful. And then Mary J. Blythe, you know. I'm saying, dude. It's just those rainy days. I don't even know if that's her, but I love that song. So we'll see. Um, I am pumped. I am excited. I did see the, the meme going around. Like, if you are under 35, which me and you are. So I think that was a reach a little bit. Yeah. If we're going to sit here and say that I did not bump Dre or Snoop or Eminem, there's no argument there. You know, I've lived by that guy for a long I'd time. I'd say 32. You know, if you're under 32, Maybe just step outside during halftime. Uh, let's let just say us, under 30. Let's, let's just let's say have, under 30. It's a cleaner Let's have cut. that moment. Let us enjoy it. And it's going to be awesome. And the fact that it's Los Angeles in the Super Bowl with that, poetic justice. Stars aligning. Yes. So we are excited about that. So the game itself, before we make our predictions on what is actually going to happen, because that's the way it's going to be, who are you pulling for and why? I mean, we're saying the same thing here. How can you not pull for our Texas boy? Because that other quarterback's really, really, really cool. <laughs> he is, but he's not from Texas. So sorry, dude. Like, yeah, but Stafford was born. And it's the like fucking him. Bengals. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stafford's a Texas high school legend. Turns out he wasn't born in Texas, so I forgot where he was born. Uh, Doesn't matter. I wasn't either. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you're not a Texas boy. I am a thoroughbred. Um, inbred? Whoa, we got an inbred joke. Took 40 episodes, but we finally got there. Um, yeah, it will be. I told it may be sad, but I think the uniforms may be the like deciding factor in this one for me. I take that back. OBJ, he gets hated a lot. He should not be hated a lot. I want you, with you're making the faces right now, I want you to YouTube 
OBJ fan interactions and tell me, tell me you don't like that guy a little bit more. I'm not saying I don't like no, him. No, but your eyes are saying it. No, my, like eyes are, my eyes are saying like, just that's like the, the rest that's of them. That's the guy that you, know you care what? about? <laughs> Why don't you call Baker Mayfield? Why don't you guys hash it out? I, I think that, okay, so I got to say this. Like, one thing I didn't predict, I don't think anybody did, is that Cooper Cup would have the best receiving season of all time. You, there was no warning signs like the last two years? I mean, I, I thought he was good. There you go. I thought he was West Welker Taking good. the time away Edelman from OBJ. Good. Stepping on him while he's down. Going to Cooper Cup. No, I actually would. That Good for him. That's, I mean, good for him. But back to OBJ. Von Miller. Von Miller's going to get another Super Bowl win. Fingers crossed. Like, Aaron Donald's finally going to get his, 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 his ring. That's what he's been fighting for. Like, how can you not love these guys? I think that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in, in squad... <laughs> Who was sitting and playing pickup basketball a couple weeks ago? Yeah, no, dude. I, I'm pretty sure I was kept playing against him on uh, Madden. So uh, <laughs> I have so much time to do that. Really, though, like these guys, you, they piece the right team together. Some people are hating on the Rams because of that. But these guys are put in their time. Safford's been in the league 12 years. OBJ's been in the league eight years ish, right? You have so many guys that have done their time. And I, I hate to say, it, but they deserve it. But They've gone through the reps. They put in the work. Like I think they, this is their time. This is their one. They're the Bengals aren't going anywhere. They're not. We'll get into the Brady retirement here, but I have a theory. Uh, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want to hit that coming up when we talk to the quarterback question you have later sure. going on. But um, I, mean, I just don't think. I think that the Bengals are so young. We're going to see them again. Yeah, and I think Burrow would have instant like Mahomes effect, like when he wanted, yeah, you know, so quick and everything. Um, he would he would definitely be a six hundred million dollar quarterback. Yeah, um, it's tough though. I don't know. I, I I'm pulling for the Rams because of Stafford, Texas guy, put in the time like you said, OBJ, uh, the uniform. So I will be leaning towards the Rams. But if Joe Burrow is holding out the Stan, Stanley Cup, holy hell! If Joe Burrow, this cash drink is pretty damn good. If Joe Burrow is holding up the Lombardi Trophy. I'm not upset. I'm not mad either. Jamar Chase, not upset. Um, so yeah, I think pulling for Rams, not not upset if they lose, but so who's winning? I think the Rams win. Um, I think it's a low scoring affair in the first half, and then it's gonna end in a shootout. Um, I'm probably saying. Thirty-five, thirty-two. Is it so bad that Joe Burrow? Like, I, I, it's hard to bet against him at this point. I don't think it's a bad choice, but I think history is going to. What's his history? No, I don't mean that. It's just it's young quarterbacks with a lot of luck, and sometimes that luck runs out. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I. They're I'll just go Rams there's two, but God, it's hard. Like ever since that hit against UFC, like UCF. I'm sorry, UCF. Uh, somebody put that the other day. That since yep, that saw hit, that. Oro is a madman. Yes, I'll go Rams. I want it to be an exciting offensive game. I like your score. I'm gonna go twenty four. 38 
Are we doing prices right rules on this? Rams. For the bet? No, not until you give me my Jack Daniels bottle, you owe me. So. I do owe you that. We can still put another bet on there. Come on. Maybe I win it back. What do you want to do? Coin flip? You want to do who has longer playtime during halftime? No, I want to fucking bet on the final score. Oh, you know what my favorite one is? Gatorade bath. What color? I would have won a million dollars on that last year because both teams were, you know, red. So <laughs> blue. What if it's orange? And the Bengals won. Yeah. Uh yeah, what do you want to make a bet? What do you want to bet? That's about like we're like, picking the same team. Yeah, but it's it's let's do the, the final score. Okay, sure. All right. Vegas or are we doing like Vegas closest or are we doing like prices right rules? Uh, closest without going go, over. Let's go Vegas. All right, so it's basically let's and put then you'll explain everything to me. And then when you lose, you'll buy the first round when we get together for barbecue. So I'm gonna call Vegas rules and make sure it's just on air right now. It's our combined score. Mm-hmm. Whoever's closer to the actual combined score. Okay, sure. All right, so 35, 32, and 28, 24? No, I said 38, 24. Oh, that's a big margin. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams pull away at the end with experience. Okay. All right. So, moving on. All right, so let's get into the palette. I went first on the nose. I can go first on the palette, or I can give you the, the seat. I get some heat. Yeah, go for it, buddy. All right. So the funk starts to come out. The grassiness, the Texas funk starts to come out on the taste. There's still hints of brown sugar, but it's more burnt. Um, it is caramelly. It is funky. Obviously, corn there. 114 proof. This is very thick, very viscous for 114 proof. There's there's very little like fire pop for you. I mean, the, the difference between this and probably what you're drinking is you taste more of the proof on that um, from my experience. This is just so oily that it kind of like weighs it down a little bit. But I like it. I'm going to give it an A- minus on the palate, but you have to like Texas corn. Good stuff. Um, I will say I do like the nose on this a little bit more. It is just about right for 118. I will say that. The heat is there. Not overly does it. Um, that, that wood flavor on the nose kind of turns into a grassy flavor on the palate. It's like a hot vanilla grass. Still very, very good, but not as good as that nose. And it's still amazing what they're able to do with this for being a two-year-old. Like, this is good stuff. And once again, not comparable to many other things that I've had from Texas. Kind of stands on its own. That piney, woody thing kind of gives it its own thing, and I like it. So I'm going to go B. Because my nose was an A minus, and I think that the taste is at about a B. I like that because I would say it's often a consistent trait within Texas whiskeys where the nose is always like very impressive, especially when considered the age, right? But the taste tends to I want to say modify the overall rating itself, but it's it's an acquired taste. 
Um, it's the not TX didn't do that to me though. The TX, the bourbon, just like not completely kind of off topic. As I drink it, it's very, very mild. It's very mellow. Um, it's a little more watered down than I'd want it to be, but that's probably the proofiness talking. Um, and I get more like berries with that than anything else. And it's consistent from, from smell to taste. I, I will say that's a positive. That's a positive with that one. Um, all right. So you ready to go and move on to our fourth dram? Yes, sir. It's bad time. All right. So Tom Brady isn't bad sheep. Bad. Oh, that man. Or is that sheep? One or the other. One of them's a goat. Losing listeners by the second. Uh, so Brady, it was reported on Sunday that he was retiring. Old shifty shifty. Monday, it was like not so fast, my friend. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But I think he was just mad. Well, and then this goes back to Adam Schefter says no wrong. Adam Schefter is slowly becoming TMZ. When he says it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, and I think I'm this weekend I'll be doing it. I will be buying a 12-pack of Sam Adams, and I will be throwing them down. Why not Yingling? Because he's Sam Adams. Yeah, but he's from no, Tampa. He's, no, 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 no. He's from Boston. He's from Michigan. He's from Boston. He's from California. He's from California. <laughs> but for the last 20 of the 22 years, he became one of them. And there's nothing better I'd rather drink than a Sam Adams. Um, All right. So hey, cousin yeah, from Boston, calm down. Called it. Uh, we watched him from, you know, we were kids. I was in the sixth grade, you know, when they won the Super Bowl the first time. So you would have been what in the uh, first grade. Um, So, yeah, we've grown. Now we're these old guys who work at Amazon and take care of our kids. It's been a lifetime. He was that guy for me. Like after, you know, when Dan Marino retired, I was lost. I needed a team. They they made the Houston Texans, so that was nice. That took care of that problem. And there was that quarterback. David Carr. <laughs> Michael Vick. There was a little inconsistencies there. We had to get through with him. But, I loved Vick. Uh, Steve McNair, definitely. And then the GOAT. That as he, got, he was like wine. As he got older, you appreciated him more. And he definitely... Uh, like cemented it with the Super Bowls, but the whole going to Tampa and saying this is mine, Oof. classic. My my journey was a little more rough with Brady. I'll be honest with you. Um, I resented Brady for two role, two reasons because of the Raiders' loss. Um, that that Tuck rule, like that was always in my head, the fucking Tuck rule, right? Um, and then I finally got over that. And then you had the oh, we can't tackle a quarterback below the legs anymore because Brady broke his fucking leg. Like they tore his ACL. I know, but that hit had been going on for decades. Thus starting the career of Matt Castle. Where's he now? He was a starter for Chiefs after the while because of that. Um, but no, what I'm saying is like, so I had this like I I, I resented him because we kept fucking making all these rules for him and making the game softer. Everybody resented him until you just got to the point where it's like, 
we're witnessing greatness. Exactly. Thank I mean, that's you're summarizing it together. But yes, I resented it until I think the Moss era when like he was like on four, five, six. I mean, I know Moss was there for six, but I'm saying is like he made everybody around him. Moss didn't get any of them. Oh, that's when they had that almost that's the Giants loss because they had that almost perfect season. You're right. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Thank you for the correction. Yeah, but around that time, to, you are like a fucking human Wikipedia of football misinformation. Um, point is, like, I really didn't appreciate him till like his later years. And then when he went to Tampa, I'm like, how the fuck do you not love this guy? Right. So I think it's been the recent years that I've, as an adult, really started to appreciate his greatness rather than so much focusing on the on the childish resentment. I think it was the. Well, well, that goes into our next one. Favorite moments. Would you like me to go first? No, I'm going to go first. Okay. My favorite Brady moment, I bought us on t-shirts. My favorite Brady moment moment is the parental parental advisory. Um, him walking off the damn boat with the Super Bowl trophy, drunk as shit, um, catching COVID that day, and... <laughs> Like living his best life after the Tampa Super Bowl win, like number seven, greatest of all time, solidified, live your fucking life, went home, probably did his damn thing at home too, and had a great day. And I think that right there for me made Tom Brady more human and his imperfections made him more relatable. So that's my favorite Brady moment. God, I, I, the Austin is just pouring out of you right now. Um, Pretty sure it's pouring into you. So. That's not even yeah, it's pouring into me right now. I will say that. Um, honorable mention. I just talked about the Madden moment of the Super Bowl call. Mm-hmm. I can close my eyes. Me and my buddy David are at my house screaming. We were going for the Pats because we didn't like Kurt Warner and the Rams. Go figure. Oh, you're such a fucking hater. Um, you know that drive. That drive. John Madden once again. Don't do it. Let's go to overtime. I don't know about this. And then Brady just like, Nadri Bledsoe, you go, you go make wine. This is my show. I'm gonna get this. So that was honorable mention. I don't know. I was not a Patriots fan. I want to clarify that. Oh, me either. I loved Tom Brady. I hate I, Bill Belichick. So. I saw him when he would come play the Texans, and I would root for the Texans. But I, I appreciated Tom Brady. That Falcons game when he's done, it's over. Him diving on the floor, the interceptions going back to the house, Atlanta's winning. That's it. It should be done with. And just like that sense of, hmm, okay, there's still time. And then the just the way it built up. Oh shit. There's some points on the board. You don't want to do that with Brady. Oh, damn. There's a touchdown. Oh, hell. There's another. Oh, he's going to pull it. Like, I, that was one of the greatest sports moments, like, ever for a team. Two teams that I was not invested in, but I was rooting because it was Tom Brady. And at that point, he was just adding on to his own Mount Rushmore. Um. So, yeah, that Falcons game was just on a whole other level. The Seahawks game was cool. The ending was just so sudden. So that, that, that made it different. But that Falcons game, you had the Edelman catch. You had, you know, just when it got to overtime, you knew it was over. And and that was that was my favorite Brady moment was that Falcons game. 
I think that's a lot of people's. Um, I know a guy that lives in Atlanta, uh, about to have a baby, and uh, he grew up a Patriots fan. And I was texting him, and he said, I can't wait to when I can take my son to Falcons games, and I'm going to get a uh, I'm going to get him a number 28 jersey, and I'm going to get a number three jersey. And it's going to take him 15 years to realize the joke. <laughs> it's still a great joke. Like, that's that's so savage. <laughs> like, he's going to be a true Falcons fan. You're going to be there like, ah, I got you, bitch. God. Um, yeah, so that, that, that game was up there. Um, but definitely the first one, the first Super Bowl is up there. So, yeah, th- that was my favorite moment. Um, I think that's not- solid. So it's like, who takes the torch now? Yeah. And it goes back to the Burrow conversation. Let's just go there first. Mahomes has the best shot because he's already got one. Yeah, but I mean, let's say, let's just go. have two. But let's go on the assumption that Burrow wins the Super Bowl. Right. Well, you're asking me now. No, I I am. In a week. Sure. Burrow has one. I don't think so, though. And this goes back to the question. Right, 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 right. He beat him twice. Does that? uh... So here's the thing. And and Tom Brady was in the, the same situation. He had to go through Roethlisberger. He had to go through Manning. You know, he had to go through a decent batch of AFC quarterbacks. Joe Burrow is going to have to go through Mahomes, Josh Allen, who I think may be the best of the whole bunch if his defense doesn't just completely like. Ugh, I can't even talk about it. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr's maybe hold. I, I, I think he's a great quarterback, and I think he gets ripped up for a lot more. But he he's on the fence right now. Well, I'm saying, but he still has to go through him. I mean, like yes. that's still that's still a hurdle you have to get past. Yes. Uh, Derek Carr has been to one playoff game, really, if you think about it. But, yeah, he's got a lot. He's a good quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, you've got Allen. You've got Mahomes. You know, you, you, you're going to have that group in the AFC that he's got to go through every year. There's a pretty good quarterback over there in uh, Los Angeles on the other side of town, even though they play at the same stadium, but the Chargers. Uh, That's a good call. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be tough for Burrow every year. Who knows who the Titans are going to add? They're a quarterback away from, you know. Rogers. Yeah, I saw that today. So I don't know that, that's what Burrow has going against him. That's fair. Josh Allen scares me, man. Josh Allen scares me the way he played. You know, I don't know. He, I think it has a lot to do. With he outplayed everybody on that field. Yes. And I think it has a lot to do with like Mahomes doing those same things, but we're just so like spoiled and accustomed to it. You know, and coaches are going, oh, Allen's a stud. Allen's a stud. And then the next week it's like Burrow's a stud. Burrow's a stud. When Mahomes is just doing his thing until that second half against the Bengals. Um, but Josh Allen, man. He scares me. I think he can end up being the best of that whole bunch if he can, you know, the rest of the team can put it together in that defense. And think about it. I'm in Buffalo. You know, Buffalo, I'm pulling for them in a win over the Bengals. I, you know, against the Chargers. I mean, I'm sorry, against the Rams. I mean, if you had to be like an orphan NFL fan right now, like how could you not want to be a fucking Bills fan? Like, how could you not want to be part of the mob? Very easily. It's so easy. <laughs> not to, to not be one. Yeah. Oh man, no it's way. Fucking, it's Buffalo, but well, that's what I'm saying. Boy. But like, you got. I'm not going to put my life around around the city of Buffalo, but you know, 
four Super Bowl losses in a row. There's a, there's a lot to go there, but I think Josh Allen's got. But a that's what makes too. it fun. That's what makes it fun to be a part of that squad. Well, I, I get it, but you know, I'm also yeah. an Aggie fan, so I mean, you get it. I love misery. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of quarterbacks that can take. It. I think we're going to be fine in the upcoming years. But you know, you had specifically said like, who does the torch go to? Joe Burrow is a candidate. Josh oh. Allen is 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 there, and holy crap, we're not even it, another guy that we've gotten spoiled by, and he can be that guy if his team can be better. Is Lamar Jackson? Like that guy still scares the hell out of me. Sure, but these guys are a little bit younger. I don't think so. Okay, well let's just say this: maybe not age wise, but they don't have like Lamar Jackson's accents take some hits, man. I, I worry okay. about I him. Could, like, I could, I physical. Could. I can roll with that. I understand that. But you know what? Every every quarterback we're talking about is in the AFC. Mm-hmm. What's the NFC got going? They have Stafford. No, Stafford's old as fuck. They have. Well, you're asking me who's in the NFC. No, I'm saying like, where's it? Yeah, but I mean, saying like, give me a young quarterback in the NFC, like Dak. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, uh, he's not gonna have a job next year, man. You're asking me once again. Your question is quarterbacks in the NFC, and I'm answering it for you. But I'm saying, like, who does Rogers? What, what I'm pointing out is there's no one to hand the torch Rogers. to. Rogers, like I can't think of one. Kirk Cousins. Holy hell! As I'm saying these names, this is depressing. Uh, oh, Jared I got Goff. There you go. Yeah, nor that one. Or um... see, and Justin Fields goes in that category where we saw a good sample of him. He's really got a kind of. I don't know. But here's the thing. You saw a sample of Justin Fields and you didn't like it. Trey Lance, you don't see the full sample size. He has more up upswing right now. Right. I mean, it's I just look at the NFC and I'm like, is Dak really the best quarterback in the NFC? Yes. Oh. I mean, he is. I mean, him and Rodgers, but I don't know where Rodgers is going. Rodgers going to be the AFC next year, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who who else besides those two? Like, okay, as of yesterday, Tom Brady's gone. Mm-hmm. Who? I don't like know. In my head, I'm going around the country, and I'm like, mm, no, not worth saying, not worth saying. Kyler? Uh, you're right. That is one. But uh, he – they really flopped. They ate it hard. And I believe one of us at the beginning of the year said that they were a Super Bowl team, and one of us said they were a first-round team. Who was that again? You're going to have to correct me. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember that one. I believe I was right again. Thank you. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Uh, we'll see. The AFC definitely obviously has the advantage, but we'll see what's going on. What does that mean for the Bucs? Rodgers! See, the Bucs are Titans. I think it's it's play right now. I mean, if you're the Bucs and you want things to kind of keep just kind of going in that direction and you're wanting somebody like Gronk to be like, why do I stick around? Oh, you're bringing Aaron Rodgers? Okay, well, okay. If you're like all the other, like they've got, I don't know who all they're going to have to sign, but if you're like Mike Evans, oh, Rodgers for one or two more years? So he finished things up? Sure, when, when does Adam's contract expire? Do we know? He's done. Uh, this year, I think. And that's one of the things How that goes into crazy. Book. Would that be if Adams goes to Tampa Bay? Yeah, and they both go to Tampa Bay, and the rich get richer. Bye, bye, Godwin. We don't need you no more. Oh, he'd be a nice little supplement. Don't get me wrong. 
Uh, I don't know. Now we're just playing fantasy football, but I mean, that would be an easy solution if I'm the Bucks. but spoils the riches, man. I mean, crazy shit's happened. There is a team in uh, Denver who's currently being sued right now, but they just hired an offensive coordinator from Green Bay that they could possibly bring in a quarterback and a wide receiver. So that would just add on to the AFC. I don't know. We'll have to see. Who is? Uh, oh, hmm? Teddy Bridgewater. Never mind. <laughs> who was? You you said that. Who's going who to be? Was the quarterback? Who's going to be Denver's Denver quarterback? Was Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, somebody who's not there right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rogers. Winston. Uh, what does that mean for the league? Uh, because of the Brady retirement? Yeah. It means things are going to continue to be AFC dominant for a while. Um, the only thing that I could see, and I, I, don't, I can't even say it with you know faith anymore, is the Packers get their shit together and actually make a push. I mean, if they keep that team together and actually just score some points, they're fine. Because if, if I think it does look a detriment, and here's because of what exactly what you're saying. I don't. The Rams become that team. Stafford's got a few more years in the tank. Yeah, but I don't know if I can put the same run together. This is a run. I think it makes the NFC one one dimensional, two dimensional if possible. I think it's going to be, and I'm not trying to be a homer on this. I just don't see how the Cowboys have any more hurdles. I mean, they have hurdles. Don't be wrong, but like you don't have to go through Tampa. You don't have to go through Green Bay in this situation. Imagine the Cowboys. I imagine the Cowboys who just lost to Jimmy Garoppolo this year and did the whole like we're going to kick the shitty teams' asses all year, and then God dang, why did you have to bring that up? Why I mean, did you have to bring that up? Because we're talking about the NFC being one-dimensional, two-dimensional. Like, give me another I dimension. was right again. All year. Cowboy fans, oh, God dang it. They're so... If only you could, like, transpose this to fantasy, you might be good at it. I know. It's the thing. I don't... I'm so anti-fantasy. I'm so reality that I suck at fantasy. That's my problem. But Cowboy fans, they that. just couldn't be, like, oh, yeah, we'll get to the first, like, yeah, well, let's see how we do... No, they were like, Super Bowl! Super Bowl! We beat you know the why? shit out of the Redskins. I'm sorry. It's we propaganda. beat the shit out of the team, huh? Because it's propaganda, man. That's all Jerry Jones says. Oh, man. Statement win. We beat the hell out of the team that has no name. We beat them by 40. We're going to Super Bowl. We get to beat Tom Brady this year, you know, or anybody. It was just, the writing was on the wall, and I said it all year. The, you know, the Cowboys beat two, I think it was two playoff teams during the year. One was the Patriots, which we saw what happened to them in Buffalo. So they were the that they took the Patriots to overtime. They were the equivalent to the Patriots this year. I can't even remember the other playoff team that they managed to beat this year. And they beat I the Rams. They, I don't think so. I think they beat the Chargers. Yeah, they beat the Chargers barely. Not a playoff team. <clears throat> no, I know. I'm, I'm I'm going through my head. I'm doing so. They were throughout the year pretty equivalent to the New England Patriots. And then fans right away are like, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And then the other thing I'll say, you know, they suffer from the same thing that Texans fans have done the last couple of years. We beat the shit out of the AFC South. They get through the NFC least, and it prepares them not at all for the playoffs. But then the other thing I say is, like, the last week of the season, they're not wanting to play the Cardinals, who are flopping, and they want to play the 49ers, who are on a roll, and look what happens. Don't run draw, man. 
Don't run draw. But they did beat the Rams in week two, but that was it. The Cowboys did not beat the Los Angeles Rams in week two. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. That probably is preseason. As our producers look this up, but I know for a fact that I am right again. They did not beat. Oh, you're right. You're right. Because I saw the wrong uh, uh, LA preseason. No, I saw LA. I assumed Rams. Yes, that was my fault. So once again, Uh, my brain, huge. Hold on. Let's go back to the Eagles. That's the team. They beat the Eagles and they beat the Patriots. They were equivalent to them all year. So, yes, I don't know. I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. I don't, I, I'm not even a fan of theirs. I don't have faith in them. I call it. I knew it. Not surprised they lost to the 49ers at all. Time management. What are you going to do? Uh, but you got me on some rants today. Okay. Got you off your rant finally. My question, like league wise, is will Belichick win another Super Bowl? Whoa. Assume, hold on. Assuming he gets through the new text gate in the Brian Flores situation. Uh, no, he will not get through either of those. He's probably still looking at his cell phone right now. Like, I don't know. How did I do that? Can, Can I, I edit know? this text? Um, no. Uh, Mac Jones looked promising this year. He can be that system guy, but no, they're, they still got a while to go. Many parts have fallen off. I don't, I think he's one that he may try to, to go for it one more year. Just to kind of say, like, ha I told you so. But I don't no, I don't see the Patriots being that team again next year. They've so the, got they've got the Bills to get through, and I don't see that happening. So here's my problem with the situation. Because we talked about not being a Patriots fan, right? I'm definitely not a Bill Belichick fan. Never have been, never will be. I see him speak. Good guy. Sure. I just have this inherent like problem, and you're gonna like not agree with me here, but that's fine. Let me say that's it. new. Brady made Belichick who he is, not the other way around. Belichick gave Brady a shot, but Belichick would not be memorable. It would not be one of the most winningest coaches of all time if it wasn't for Brady, and that'll always bother me, specifically when Belichick gets inducted in the fame, Hall of Fame. I, but I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you there. Um, we said it last year. I kind of said it like – No, we've talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, if Brady – and it was funny because we said it like midseason when the Buccaneers were not looking great at all, uh, decent, not great. And we were like, if Brady somehow manages to win a Super Bowl because the Patriots were nowhere near that talk last year, um, I was like, that's going to that's gonna put him above on that argument every time. And it did happen. So, yeah, he'll get the nod on it. Do I still think Belichick – for holding the dynasty together is the greatest coach of all time in the NFL arguable, but it's, he's up there and he is for the most part. And the only thing that throws me off is like, do you bring up Bill Walsh? We've had this talk before. Do you bring up, you know, Shula? Like who, who, who do you bring up? But for the most part, Bill's always going to get that nod from me. Argument over. All right. So let's get into the rating of these glasses, man. Well, Go first, and then I'll give mine. And there's one question I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you. So go for it. So for me, I will say that the nose hits. Like the nose is sugary, sweetness, cinnamon toast crunch, whatever you want to call it. All the sweet bourbon flavors you could ever imagine. Right? 
the palate carries it through, but you get more funk on it. And that funk gives you the sweetness on the smell, but it's an acquired taste on the palate. So I'm going to give my prediction, my prediction. I'm going to give my review and I'm going to say this is a B plus overall. I actually like this less than the regular bourbon, which is off for me, but I think this highlights some of the more funky flavors. And honestly, some of the sweet, sweet nose characteristics is just kind of like on, on 10, on 11, right? It's, it's dialed up a little bit. And I think it's better like an eight or a nine. But what I'll say is for $65 is what the price of this is at the distillery. I would rather buy the regular Maverick bourbon or their weeder. Not to say this isn't good, but I think for 65 bucks, there's better barrel proof out there, i.e. Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof. Well, if I'm a young distillery like that and you're having to compare me to those companies, that's not a bad thing. I think that's, yeah. Um, so still Austin, solid product. Once again, very good. Glad I bought it. $52, I believe. Not too bad. Not breaking the bank. Uh, nose, fantastic taste. Not too far behind. All in all, put it together. I've got to go B plus. I think you did the same. Very similar. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the nose. I enjoyed this glass. Um, it probably will be a while if I were to buy it again. I'd be interested to see, you know, next year's batch. Uh, but overall, a good Texas whiskey. Um, I would be, you know, if I'm somebody bringing a friend over who doesn't drink too much whiskey, not one of the ones you go with. But if you want a cool story, tie it to Texas, gets the job done. But I would buy their, uh, and I actually have told this to two people in the last two weeks, I would buy their non-cast drink. The musician. Austin bottle. Um, and enjoy that first, which is just delicious. So, yeah, good stuff. Now, I have to ask you, you've had two Texas whiskeys that you've gone to both distilleries. You've enjoyed both of them, and you've tried many of their different products. Who gets the nod in your book? It's funny you ask that because it's literally about to inject that answer for you. I will say from a straight bourbon, um, 94, 95 proof, that, you know, that, that category. So let's just say the musician versus Samuel Maverick's regular bourbon. I like the musician more, but they, Samuel Maverick also has what they call their Alamo whiskey, which is actually Samuel Maverick's original whiskey recipe minus the tar and like gunpowder. Like, I'm not joking you. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's actually how um, the owner found the recipe and started the distillation and started the whole story of how he opened the distillery. That whiskey is better than the musician. Cast strength, that's still awesome. Cast strength is better than this. But I've also had this weeder at a cast strength out of the barrel, which they don't bottle. And that's better than the musician. So toe to toe, I give Maverick the nod because they have more options and they have an amazing beer selection as well. Because he asked about the whole distillery process in, in general. I'll give them the nod, but still Austin is doing some amazing things. Um, I have not had their Jenner vodka, so I can't rate those, 
Um, but I would say experience, overall selection, et cetera, Maverick gets the nod. Homer, I like it. Good stuff. I mean, you know me. Like, you got to ask. I, I, That's I good, because if you had given me some BS like, oh, what, I was going to say, I'm driving. I'm coming from Kentucky. I'm not from Texas. I'm in Dallas. I can go left. I can go right. I don't even know if that's how that works. But where do I go and what do I do? Which one? Pick one, go. So I think I'm assuming you would say Maverick. I would. Cool. Cool. Good deal. Good stuff. You don't disappoint, Dick. Uh, All right. Well, we talked about the two main things. That was our Super Bowl preview. We're going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to recap it when we get back. We talked about the GOAT. Uh, we talked about our thoughts on his career, him closing the book. We talked a little bit about college basketball, coaching carousels and all that. And we enjoyed two delicious Texas whiskeys. All right. Uh, you've been on the journey with us for 41 episodes. We're excited to make 42 and beyond. Please take a listen to us. Please join in. Please email us and please do all the things that Dick's about to say about our social media. Well, Kurt, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. But like you said, make sure you're visiting us at our website, fourthramagoal.com. Um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. But send us some emails, uh, fourthramagoal at gmail.com. We hit this up every show. We get a few emails here and there, but we want to hear from you. You're our listeners, you're our loyal fan base. Um, make sure you're liking, subscribing to us on all the different podcast streaming apps, including YouTube and telling your friends about us. Word of mouth is the best way to get this podcast out. Uh, We want to engage with you. We want to grow the show and continue to give you a excellent product. Um, And Hey, who knows? 2022 is a new year. We may see you on the road out there as we sip some whiskey and eat some barbecue. So with that, Kurt, I'm going to kick it back to you for the signature of this entire show, the reason everybody listens every time, the quote of the episode. Well, can you take a guess who the quote's going to be by, Dick? Bill Belichick. You are correct. Lee, wrong. Um, no, it's got to be the man, the myth, the goat, the legend. All right? In Tom Brady fashion, you could take a lot of lessons from his career. All right? The underdog. The guy who got picked in the sixth round, the guy who became the man, and the guy who just had some great quotes throughout his career. I didn't come this far to just come this far. Okay. Sometimes you think you're going to be at the end of the road, but you got to keep on going. From the great Tom Brady to the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers. <laughs> <laughs>